Hey guys, welcome back to Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. It's finally search party day, and I know I'm very excited. And Jordan, are you excited? Yes. (laughs) Very, very (laughs) excited. Good. We kind of got a little bit of our search party um, excitement out of our system a little bit um, as we were guests on our favorite podcast friends podcast, uh, Offscreen Babble. We had a great conversation with Sade and definitely went more in depth than we'll go today. So um, if you are a search party head like us, go listen to our episode with Offscreen Babble. On Growing Show, let's talk TV news. I know one thing that I have, it's not really what well, is news, but did you see the juicy gossip about Mark and Jessica from Love is Blind? Oh my gosh. I really, I saw an Instagram post and then I think I got lost clicking on the link in the bio and I was like, never went back to the URL or something. <laughs> Do you have info that you can explain it to me, please? <laughs> I, I really haven't read that much into it. My info is coming from a Common Spice Celebs Instagram post. Well, that's usually the uh, best resource these exactly. days. Exactly. But E! News posted that um, Mark was uh, exposed for allegedly cheating um, on someone he was dating that he met on the show. And someone else commented and said, Mark was sleeping with multiple women at the studio he trained at during the show. Maybe those interviews with his coworker, maybe the, maybe show those interviews with his coworkers next time, Netflix. And Jessica responded to that girl and said, wow, news to me, I only knew about one. Oh my gosh. It's kind of sad, but funny and sad. Well, it's funny too, because it totally changes like their whole thing, the whole, their whole storyline. Cause like he was kind of, I felt bad for him the whole time. Yeah. And, I he was really like the one I more. thought was the nicest and like cutest. And... Yeah, I really liked Mark. Um, yeah, I kind of I like pitied yeah. him, but I liked him. Mm-hmm. Do I wonder if the girls that he was sleeping with that were actually on the show or dating them or whatever? Like, did we ever even see them? I wonder if it was some. I mean, now I don't remember I think any it was of the like other producers people. and stuff, but I'm oh. not, I'm not totally sure. Oh, I was hoping it was like girls that were in the other pod. cast. Like, yes, yeah, that's pod, crazy. Pod. Pod people. (laughs) Pod people. (laughs) That's what they should call the show. (laughs) I don't know why, but I think that is funny. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, my first piece of news. I'm sure you saw it. Um, did Beyonce is dropping a new visual album called Black is King on Disney+. Plus. Cannot wait. Yeah, if it's half as good as Lemonade... Literally, I mean, it could be half as good and it'd still be amazing. Seriously. And it's just, like, so cool and interesting that it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. 
And I read that well, it's it's like for the anniversary of the Lion King. Mm-hmm. And I think it's using the music that she made for the Lion King. Yes, I yeah, I re- I'm like scanning through like an article about it and I had heard that. Yeah. Um I hope we get maybe another new song or two, but I try not to get greedy. We did just get one new one, but Yeah, I think it'll be really good and really really great. Yeah, it's like I think you... it'll be good and I think it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> they casted Mrs. Miss Frizzle. It's Elizabeth Banks, which I think she's going to be perfect for. for... Are they are they doing a live action? Yeah, live action Magic School Bus. Never heard of that. I thought we had talked about it at one point. Maybe we didn't. Well, I know they maybe made like a, did. they made a new cartoon. I don't remember. Oh, maybe not. That's true. Actually, now that you say that. So yeah, I feel like I've been I don't out know of the where loop. it's going to be. Well, Elizabeth Banks is perfect casting. She's going to be amazing. Yeah, she's perfect. Wow, that's already really cute and fun. I saw that they announced that on Netflix, Ava DuVernay is going to be doing a, a series about Colin Kaepernick in high school. Yes. And um, I, okay, I'm just checking because I was like, it's not a documentary. It's a scripted limited series. Correct. So that'll be extremely interesting. Yeah, I think it'll be very interesting. Yeah, that'll be cool. And honestly, like, I don't really know anything about him, his, like, adolescent years. I really only know what we all know about him in the NFL, you know? Exactly. Same. Yeah, that'll be cool. And yeah, Ava DuVernay and her Netflix partnership has, like, never led us astray. So, very excited. Yeah. Same. Agree. The last piece of news isn't something that you'll care about, but um well now i want to actually now i want to care that about it weird. out of spite <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to hear about my favorite thing <laughs> i don't even know what it is <laughs> um the bachelorette they're going back into production with the batch with claire the bachelorette that they announced before all of covid19 happened And the cast and crew are all going to be quarantined in an unknown, isolated location. They're going to be regularly testing people and giving people temperature checks. And I just don't even know. I'm very intrigued. Interesting. Like, I don't even know what they can do for, like, dates. Yeah. You know? Is it going to be, like, Bachelorette Quarantine Edition? Because, honestly, that sounds kind of cool. And are they allowed to, like, make out is my next pressing question. I guess if they're being regularly tested. Yeah, I guess so. And if, like, they're the only people around. I don't know. Probably. If they couldn't, that'd basically turn into that other Netflix show where they aren't allowed to have sex, you know? Do you remember what that Netflix show is called where yes, they have like the I know. lock and key? Yes, I, Too Hot to Handle. Yes, that one. That's the one. Yeah, I always see that picture on Netflix and I'm like, that's so stupid. <laughs> it looks like the cover of those um, movies that are just like 
like sex comedies for like teen boys where they're like we have to lose our virginity Mm -hmm. with american pie vibes but like not even in theaters (laughs) (laughs) anyway um that is all the news that i have actually that's the last thing I have is just that Chrissy's court was re- renewed for a second season on Quibi. And I just think that is pretty. I'm great for them. Them being Chrissy and, and Pepper Ty. <laughs> but I'm just surprised that Quibi's r- s- still going with multiple seasons of shows, you know? I know. And it's also like just weird that it's like, was that one season? I don't know. Like, I guess so. I guess it's like, yeah, then now it's the second season of like a total of one hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that and um yeah, I'm excited. That was a... I never finished watching all the episodes that were available, I don't think. But me neither. It was probably the most entertaining one I watched. Actually, this is a perfect segue. Because our top three I'm titling Girl Meets Show Court. Just like Chrissy's court. Wow. That is perfect. Um, As we've been talking about for weeks now, Search Party Season 3 came out on HBO Max. And the majority of Season 3 is um, deals with people on trial. And so Jordan and I are taking TV characters and saying our ideal court team. So our lawyer, um, our dream witness, and the judge we would like to be judging us if we were on trial. Jordan, who would your lawyer, who would you hire as your lawyer? Um. Okay. So my lawyer, I would want to hire, and it actually kind of works because she kind of reminds me of the lawyer in the show in a way. I would pick Mindy Lahiri. Wow, and we both chose a Mindy, but I chose her for something else. Oh my gosh. That's I mean, funny. Yeah, that is hilarious. I wonder why our minds went there, but I just... I don't know. I thought that that was so random. Ugh, that's so funny. I mean, there's so many good characters to choose for our hypotheticals from that show. Yeah, totally. That's um, true. I picked Mindy as my lawyer because, first of all, she's very good at her job in The Mindy Project. Like, mm-hmm. her personal life is a mess at times, but, like, she's very good at her job. So, I'm like, I know she would be a good lawyer, but she also would not have an ethical problem lying for me to win. Like, True. I don't think that, and that's, um, I had to use that logic a little bit for my witness as well, but I was like, a lot of these characters that I think would be good lawyers, they would have, they wouldn't lie. Like, they're too noble and good. And so if they knew that I was guilty, because in in my mind, I'm kind of picturing that I'm guilty in this trial. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that Mindy would have my back so much that, and she's also like competitive and she would want to win the trial. And so she's a great truth bender. Yes. She, she like lives in her own kind of alternate reality herself. And so she would, she would totally buy into whatever my alibi was or whatever. Great answer. I like it. Thank you. Um, For my lawyer, I hired Renata Klein from Big Little Lies. Wow, yes. 
Yes, I was yes, trying yes. to. I kept going like straight to like Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder and Olivia Pope from Scandal, but I was trying to hire someone who would you wouldn't think of normally and who wasn't actually a lawyer. And I feel like it's hard because she does play a lawyer in marriage stories. So I think that I'm a little bit connecting that. But um, she's really good at her job in Big Little Lies. And she also is proven to be pretty good at lying. So I had the same kind of thinking there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just think anyone would be scared of her, you know? Very intimidating. And mm-hmm. even though she was a lawyer in Marriage Story, I feel like Renata is very lawyer-esque. Yes. Even though she's not actually a lawyer, but like, especially like when she is always arguing with her kids' teachers and stuff, like she just kind of seems like she would just be a great lawyer. Exactly. Like she gets her way. Yes. Okay. Who's your witness? Okay. My witness, um, I wanted to pick someone who was would be loyal to me but again wouldn't necessarily feel guilty like making me sound better than I am and kind of painting me in a very positive light and for some reason I feel like that would could be like Lorelai Gilmore Ooh, I like that because I feel like like you know I think that she's a good mom um and like she's not a liar necessarily but I feel like she would like be loyal to me if I were her friend and mm-hmm. would like want me to be like she I don't know I feel like she would have like an optimistic view of me even if it were like not fully accurate all the time mm-hmm. and I also she's trustworthy that's important too that like the jury would be able to trust her and she's charming and stuff totally she would do great on the stand seriously I mean she could be a good lawyer too to be honest also, yeah, you're right. But in this, I chose her as my my star witness. And whatever you did to get in trouble and if she was around, I'm sure it was really fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my witness, I chose Fleabag, which Ooh. it's always funny to me that I forget that she doesn't have an actual name in the show. I, it's, it is. It's really, it's so weird. Um, but I feel like a, she would be great at lying and not feel too guilty about it. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if like we were great friends, which in my mind we are. Totally. I feel like, yeah, that was, that's what I pictured first with the witness, you know, especially, I Mm -hmm. mean, in search party, they, most of the witnesses were friends of the defendants but yeah wow she would she and she is very loyal to the people she cares about yeah so she would do she would do great for you when you're on trial thank you thank you i will just say my judge now that i've already kind of said it but it's mindy mindy lahiri I chose her as the judge because I thought, A, she'd be fun and really rock that judge's outfit. Yeah, I'm literally picturing Chrissy's court pictures versions with Mindy. 
Exactly. Yeah, now I want that show. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Maybe we should DM Mindy and tell her that should be your next venture. Seriously. Wow. Yeah, I think she would be fun. I think she would be on my side. Yeah, you would, totally, you would totally win her over. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd just be a fun time. Yeah, these are courtrooms that I would love to hang out in, actually. Yeah. All right, who's your judge? Okay, my my judge, um, if I were guilty, maybe she wouldn't have, like, I would maybe be, well, but she's not making the decision, you know. I picked, I picked Tammy Taylor. Um, Great answer. Thank you. I feel like she's very level-headed. She's fair, and she doesn't go into situations with, like, a bias or... Like, she is not very judgmental, which is, I guess, that word is ironic for someone to be a judge, but... Um, yeah, that's funny. But I uh, I feel like that would just be good. Like, she's not going in with any preconceived notions. She could... She would have great control over the courtroom. And yeah, and it would be a really fun trial with these three people. Wow, I love it. I also love that we both chose all women teams. Yeah. Need more women in the courtroom, you know? That's what I'm always saying. (laughs) Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Search party season three! Jordan, I think you should give everyone a brief summary of what we see in season three. Yes. So, um... As we said, season three focuses on a trial um, that is like kind of culminating of the events from seasons one and two. Um, It does pick up like immediately where season two left off um, with one of the characters getting arrested and then goes right into that character's trial. Basically. Um, and it is, this is a difficult show to talk about without spoiling anything, um, because each of the previous seasons, like, the whole plot centers on a huge spoiler, but I don't know, would you add any other details for this, like, I mean, it's basically turns into kind of a courtroom drama now. Yeah, but basically, we've already talked about how much we love this show, so if you haven't watched it yet... Don't listen to the rest of this episode. Please just go watch it and then come back and listen because it's a very hard show to talk about without spoiling season one, season two, and season three. Yes. And I really feel like this is a show where um, part of the first time you watch it, part of the enjoyment is like the shock of crazy things that are going on. And so I really feel like it's something that you don't want to be spoiled. Correct. Yeah. It's kind of a a great show to go in blind. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So season three, let's get down to business. What were your overall feelings, Jordan? Well, my overall feelings were that I didn't, I actually did not really love this season. And it is really, really sad to even say that 
especially because we've been waiting so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for the first, like the first half of it, I was kind of like, okay, okay, okay. They're like setting a lot of stuff up. Um, some of these jokes aren't really landing for me, especially from like some of the newer characters. It doesn't have, well, one, one thing we talked about, even from the trailers, you can tell that the budget has gone way up, which is awesome because we want this show to be like a huge success. Um, but I honestly feel like some of the, the simplicity of the previous seasons actually like helped find that tone that really matched the show perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, there were a lot of things that made me laugh out loud, and I feel like a lot of the character storylines really like they were true to the characters. Like it wasn't like that was a swing and a miss or anything. I just I just don't think this season was as strong as one and two. Yeah, I sadly agree. Um, I didn't think it was bad at all, and it's still a really great show, and I think, and I still really enjoyed watching this season, but I just didn't, it didn't land as well as season one and season two did for me. And the main reason for that, to me, was because a lot of the season, um, the characters are all kind of split up and dealing with this, um, with the situation all separately. Um, and I think that the show is at its best when all four of the characters are together and you really don't get that very much at all this season. And so, uh, it just made me feel a little bit sad. And also like Dory's character was almost too frustrating for me, especially to be the main character. Like I just felt extremely like angry while watching it and I know that was that like that was supposed to happen but it felt a little bit too much for me and not enough I mean I just wanted a John Early spinoff honestly at the end of it yeah like John Early I mean Elliot I would watch (laughs) here's what I want I want Eldad, is that even a real name? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> never heard that word before. It was very funny. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch his like political Fox News show with Chloe Fine, Charlie Rainey or whatever her crazy name is. <laughs> and I wanted to watch Portia's Christian pop star career take off. I just yeah. like, was kind of obsessed with that. Um, I feel like I agree with you about Dory. I mean, I do think it's an interesting development that like she is completely in denial and like um like even getting mad at her friends who know the truth and like acting like they're the crazy ones but part of why I've I loved especially season two is that I really felt like if I or someone like just a regular person like me or any of my friends or something if we had actually ended up killing someone she was reacting how I felt like I would react or a real person would react because it's just like like the her anxiety and stress all about it all felt really real and so even though she would even when she would do something really stupid I was like I just really am relating like I feel I just felt like a real person going mm-hmm. through that and this it was like she kind of just became like a super villain or something um and I feel like 
something for me that grounded the season was that the performances of our four besties that are the leads were very good because she was legit like very creepy very creepy like the performances were like perfect like they were great yes it is it's just more like uh, her character in particular especially when you contrast it with like um drew like we kind of talked we talked about when he flips out at her finally at the towards the end of the season and he like he kind of goes on almost more of a trajectory that she was because i feel like in season two she's like trying to get them all to talk about the truth and they're kind of like no we don't want to it didn't happen and then this time it was flipped with like him trying to like trying to like begging her to talk about it almost and i don't really remember exactly where i was going with that but it was just like I liked that the relatable factor of Dory, and so I was I missed having that with her. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get where you're going and agree completely. Um, and I think a lot of the reasons why it fell a little flat for me was I felt like there were a lot of loose ends that didn't really have any sort of conclusions or like never really came back at all. Like, there's this whole plot line about. Um, Drew hooking up with one of the jurors and then like the juror like leaves and they like say that she was weird and was saying she was sleeping with you and then like that never comes about again like they never bring that up again which I think was weird and I felt like that was kind of an interesting plot point and they could have used it for like a mistrial or something to that effect I um I totally agree. Um I feel like there were actually kind of a lot of things like that that just kind of fizzled out that I actually thought, yeah, I feel like that plot line because I was like, oh my gosh, Drew, what are you doing? You're an idiot. And then it just like he was never punished for it. Like nothing there were no there was no real consequence for that, which was just very strange. Maybe that'll come back somehow in season four, but they really seemed like it was just kind of brushed under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of how I feel about um, the detective from season two um, who was like hot on their trail and then ended up following Dory's fake lead about Fat Frankie mm-hmm. and that whole thing and how I was really surprised that that was kind of all it was used was to discredit uh, Dory mm-hmm. kind of and um I just feel like it just kind of there's just kind of things like that and like the juror um, that almost seemed like missed opportunities because you could kind of just sense that there was like a bigger storyline that could come from things like that. And then they just fizzled out in favor of Dory's stalker. Yes, the stalker. The stalker storyline, I think, also kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. TBH. I talked about this um, on off-screen babble a little bit, but um, there is a whole, the whole plot of Dory having a stalker just felt like it was taken right out of Pretty Little Liars. And it just felt like it did not fit. Um, Also, the stalker was played by uh, Cola Scola and that really threw me off because I think that Cola Scola is one of the funniest people that's ever lived on this planet. 
but in his but his character was like playing so serious and it just like I couldn't believe it like it was not very believable to me because I know him online I know his like online persona and it just didn't match up for me and I just kept waiting for it to there to be like some joke about it but there never was I just I okay I feel like part of the charm of the show in the earlier seasons for me is that it's like these are people living mundane lives who then because of all these like coincidences end up somewhere crazy and so then it's like it's more shocking when something actually really shocking happens because up till then it's just been like people are that are our age that are just like kind of have dull lives you know and are just basically normal like a little more over top over the top than normal because they're still characters and stuff but like and that's kind of why the show was so interesting and funny for me um and this season it it felt a little off tone the same tone because of how over the top it always was like every single new character had a wacky name and like some crazy persona and like there were there were really like wacky characters in the show before but it was like kind of more rare that like most of the people felt pretty normal yeah and and they felt more natural yeah and so I felt like yeah it was a little more cartoony um and I will say we talked about uh this on off-screen babble as well but the one the one new character that was over the top but really worked for me was their lawyer Cassidy Diamond um because rather than just being a caricature of like oh she's a millennial she's a lawyer she's like like kind of this like glamorous lawyer who talks with like the vocal fry voice but she was like very smart and was really like like the joke at the beginning was like oh this is her first ever case but she actually was really smart and a good lawyer mm-hmm. and so I was like oh like I I really like that kind of it's almost like a twist that she actually was a good lawyer and was really smart um so even though she was definitely over the top it's still like I still really liked her character and she actually did feel like a real uh developed person rather than just kind of like one note character that I feel like a lot of the new characters were yeah and I feel like like they introduced us to like um Drew's family like with his brothers and like none of that ever really comes to again like so we like meet all these characters but then like and same with Dory's parents we meet Dory's parents for a hot second and kind of see a peek into like Dory's family life but then that never comes about again like so it's just like I think there were too many things happening and too many singular storylines and none of them were like I don't know it's hard because I actually I loved Portia's storyline and I loved Elliot's storyline and I everything that had to do with both of them I really loved so maybe it was just Drew and Dory well, and I, I feel like, like those, the with Portia and Elliot, it made sense. There, there are other two leads, and so like, yes, theirs didn't feel like too much. I would say, one, uh, storyline that added to the just the kind of chaos and cartoony feel was Chantal's storyline, 
Um, which I thought that a lot of aspects of it were very funny with her, like kind of weirdly like starting this business that she just like doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense but I almost would have preferred they just kind of like put a pin in that and then maybe bring so then we're kind of like there's so much going on we don't necessarily need to know what Chantal is doing this trial doesn't even affect her really well that I was confused why wasn't like why wasn't she involved in the trial at all yeah like she wasn't even a witness was she no Hmm. and like the only time you even really see Chantal with Everyone else is the wedding episode. Everything else, Chantal's storyline is completely separate. So it's just kind of, it's really weird. Something that, like, as you said that, it made me realize, too, that the first two seasons, I feel like they did bring in, like, late in the game plot lines, but they all ended up working because they all tied together. Like, I specifically in season two, when Dory and Julian start working for uh, the congresswoman. Mm-hmm. and at the like the first time I was watching I was kind of like this is sort of random that like they're just both now working there but mm-hmm. it all obviously like came full circle and ended up being like really it it was like that same like gross sense of humor that like it's it's the dark comedy that I that this show is so good at mm-hmm. and it all added to it but still made you cringe but then it like it literally all tied into the main plot too um and this season it just kind of felt like things were just like thrown on the board and didn't really connect with each other and um and only and it 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 was like only some of the time did it really click like the he did the humor really click for me yeah i would say the humor clicked for me every single almost every single time um elliot talked and other than that, not very much. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I would say, uh, well, again, I mean, a lot of the stuff, I thought the funniest things were Elliot and Portia's, like, born-again Christian stuff was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of, like, little one-off jokes that just felt kind of, like, predictable to me, which was really surprising. This is even darker than I thought it was going to be, honestly. I know. It's it's I I like I hate that as I was watching it. It was almost like I was like kind of lying to myself at first. I don't know if you felt like that. But like the first few episodes I was kind of like I'm not I mean, I was like uh on the edge of my seat. I feel like like I still kept binging it and one it wasn't like got to the point where I didn't want to keep watching cuz mm-hmm. I still like had to know how it ended and everything and what was going to happen. But I was just kind of like in denial a little bit that I wasn't really having as much fun as I usually do. Well, and I'll say I had a lot more fun in the end episodes than I did in the beginning. Um, Agreed. I I think that the last few episodes were better. So I appreciated that it had a stronger ending, but I didn't like the way that it ended ended with the stalker thing. I just really hated the stalker storyline, clearly. Yeah, well, again, it's like this show isn't the same as Pretty Little Liars. Like, a stalker kidnapper making dolls of someone fits in a show like that. Yeah, that's not that's not like real life, really. And they didn't even really go into his history at all, so it was really hard to even really know exactly what was going on there. Yeah, like he had all those photos from, like, forever of her, but 
like did he just take those in the last week like it wasn't there like, hadn't really been like learn of her or know of her and why was he obsessed with her yeah like was it literally just from like her mugshot which the mugshot is iconic it's true it is but i would hang that in my bedroom it's amazing um but yeah i i i don't know that it just i mean i'm a broken record now but it's just like that was extremely over the top and that's not really the charm of the show um and then the last thing we haven't even really mentioned is that the april plot line and storyline kind of it's just like it's like it's sprinkled in there when it's convenient and then seems like they're gonna just like forget about it for the next season and maybe they won't but that's how it kind of seems like it's going i know i really hope that they don't because um i just feel like that's a great plot line that's like right there for you to use yeah i agree i mean hopefully if you listen to this you've watched it already and maybe you agree with us maybe you disagree with us if you listen to this and now we've talked you out of watching search party please don't let that be the case and please watch it still i know that's like kind of my fear because <laughs> i'm like <laughs> it's one of those rare times where i didn't love something but i'm trying i don't want you not to watch it um it's just because like we hold it to like such a higher standard well and it was made worse because we had to wait so long mm-hmm. like so we have just been it's really been on a pedestal for us and so yeah I still stand by our critique. I feel like even if it had come out like whenever the normal time, like a less than a year after the previous season, I think mm-hmm. we'd still feel the same way, but it makes it all the harsher, I think, because we have had to wait so long. Yeah. Um, and I think what sucks too is that it's not like I can we can watch it and be like, well, now, like, oh, season four, maybe we'll be kind of like back to the early seasons because they left off on this crazy plot line yeah like it they made it seem like season four is going to be all about the stalker which it's actually funny because it is totally like the whatever pretty little liar season premiere with the dollhouse or finale where they're like held hostage and then yeah we're literally it's so weird how much it is pretty little liars i need to like read up on that and see if anyone else has said anything about that i know because i i almost feel like if it were an intentional reference then it they would have had even more direct things Mm -hmm. because it was almost too subtle if you had never i don't i don't know like but the dolls the doll thing is just felt like a total ripoff totally it's it really does pain us to say any of this. This show <laughs> this show is our heart. It's just like with your family. You love them so much that you can be the you can be your absolute worst self to them, you know? Exactly. You're the harshest to the people that you love the most. Exactly. That's the that's the phrase I was looking for. <laughs> <sighs> well, um I'm going to say my crush first. Go for it. <laughs> um, John Early. His storyline is really good. And he is just like perfect in every single way. 
And while I was watching this season, I kept thinking, like, does John Early get sick of playing this, like, characters like this? And I just really hope not, because he's just so good at it. He's so good at it. And I just, I just want to be his best friend so bad. That would be just the life. Yeah, it really would. He deserves an Emmy. It... The more I've watched those early seasons, I just, it's so shocking and unfair that this was never recognized by any awards. It's crazy. Like, it's so well written. It's so well acted. It's hilarious. It's the kind of comedy that awards shows like because it's very dark. It's just, it'll be funny if it gets recognized for anything for this season now that it's on HBO. I know. That is, it is fascinating that it was on TBS. That's very strange to me still. Very strange. But I preferred the TBS season. So do with that what you will, I guess. Um, Do you have any other final words about your glorious crush? Maybe I'll just say one of my favorite quotes or what from him was, <laughs> what even is a grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh I feel like even though I felt so weird about this season I would still go back and rewatch it totally especially and maybe I would like it better yeah I really think that I would and I feel like there were some things that I probably didn't even catch because there was Mm -hmm. so much going on so maybe there are things that bothered me and that I, I yeah that I would be more forgiving of or something yeah and it's so quick like I watched it in practically like two nights yeah, it's very quick. Um, okay, my crush, I am going to give it up to Meredith Hagner, our girl Portia. Um, she was amazing. She, she is great. We love her all the time. I feel like this season, she was like just a total star. Um, I feel like, I almost feel like for her character, this was maybe her funniest season actually. Um, her plotline was so funny of finding the, like, accidentally stumbling onto this group of, like, Christian cool kids and, like, (laughs) like, being in, like, Christian rock band for a second and, like, she, and she also did have a lot, like, not only was she very funny, she had a lot of dramatic scenes, like, um being the only one that's actually saying the truth and then being totally punished for it from her friends and like I felt like she really really acted like her acting was amazing and her comedy was amazing and her singing was amazing mm-hmm. like she I she was yeah, a triple threat she really was a triple threat this season and um I feel like even I love her so much but a lot of times she is maybe my like if I had to rank the four friends she's sometimes depending on the episode my fourth favorite of the four just from however Uh it's going but in this one I was like I couldn't wait for her and Elliot's scenes like they were so funny I loved her yeah they're both really funny separate and they're both really funny together yes they yeah they are oh my gosh it's like I I was almost gonna say they're like such a comedy dream team but like Kate Berlant and John are perfect too it's like he he just is excellent whenever he he like bounces so well off of other people around him 
Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like she really, really shown this season even more than she has before, which is, it's interesting. Very but, interesting. Yeah. Um, The last thing I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention before we mentioned our crush is <laughs> we're just all the cameos. The cameos were fun to watch for. Yes. Um, I think we briefly mentioned her, but our girl Chloe Feynman was one of them. Um, yeah, she's playing like a Tommy Lauren, whatever her name is, like mm-hmm. spoofing her, and she nailed it. It was amazing. Yeah, she was like, she was perfect, and I just wanted to see more of her. Chelsea Peretti was in an episode. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I feel like I'm missing. Oh, Connor O'Malley was in a weird episode. Yeah, that was. It was. Well, that episode, even though I like didn't enjoy watching it, it was almost more in line with kind of the earlier seasons. How it's like it was very funny, but very mm-hmm. disturbing. Yes. It was a lot of it. A lot of a lot. Yes. Um, And then Cola Scola. Those were like my main hot points. Mm-hmm. Oh, also uh, Wallace Shawn is in it as Chantal's investor. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like there's there that's another reason to rewatch it. Like I'm sure there are plenty of cameos that I completely forgot about. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, there it is. The cold hard truth. Yeah, don't ever say that we BS anybody on our podcast no, because we do not. this is the last thing we wanted to do. <laughs> We're we were planning to have confetti cannons going off, Ugh. shouting it from rooftops. Seriously, ticker tape parade. Yeah. The works. But, but I'm we'll... still, we're still grateful that it exists. Yes. Um, And like, I literally could watch seasons one and two on a, like, if that were the only show I was allowed to watch the rest of my life, like, I would be happy. Yes, I would too. And I would watch season three. Like, I yeah. do, I, I feel like, I think I'm um, being a little bit more um, negative than I normally would for, like, any random show that I watched. Just because I knew that the hype was real and um, there was high expectations. So. Yeah. Well, we know what this show is capable of. Yeah. And, I mean, it. We, yeah, it is true. Like, I would say that the first two seasons are, like... A plus television and this wasn't a plus for me but I still would say it was like at least a B plus which is still very good TV yeah I would even I would probably rank it an A minus for me so and I was really happy when I got an A minus in college (laughs) as a speaking as a B student (laughs) (laughs) that's a good that's a compliment (laughs) Yeah, a B exactly. plus, A minus, but yeah, it's it's really is just comes down to, yeah, our own hype for what yes. for what we were wanting. Yeah. 
All right. Well, there it is. Uh, let us know if you agree. Let us know if you hate us now. We're our DMs are open to discuss. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, if anyone here watches Search Party and has been keeping that a secret from us, now is the time to discuss <laughs> with us because sometimes it feels like we're alone. <laughs> And sorry that I put us, I named us as presidents of the search party fan club last week. And now your presidents may be leading you astray. I don't know. We'll figure it out in our next meeting. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a big discussion. The board will meet, talk it over. (laughs) We'll get back to you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Goodbye. Bye.